Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. And so we think what's happening now is, is the, you know, the transaction revolution that we kick off is really about how do we get into the transaction in a way that opens it up for consumers. And again, there's two camps uh, or approaches to doing it. One is we are a lender. We are able to give the consumer their new mortgage on their new home at a competitive rate before any other lender, including the big banks or large mortgage companies, because we use data science and technology to figure out uh, and underwrite their old home. The, the alternative is, so we're all, all we're doing is giving you your new mortgage before anybody else would, giving you the equity out of your old home in the form of an interest-free loan to make the down payment on the new home and get out of the old one quickly. Everyone else is buying the new home for the consumer, and that causes a lot of friction. It's double transaction fees. It's a lot of risk that they have to ultimately charge in the form of a discount to the consumer. Um, so I think regardless of the mode, the reason for this technology revolution is uh, and these sort of quote unquote cash buyers is to relieve the uncertainty from the transaction, right? The, the When you think about, um, and this may be outside of sort of the real estate game, but in a marketplace company, we're sort of all in a marketplace, right? We're all helping buyers and sellers. We are market makers as, as an industry. And in a marketplace, when you're trying to automate it, whether it's a, a vertical version like eBay or um, you know even Amazon, even Amazon's third party marketplace, you sort of need to fake liquidity before you can create liquidity. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, managing editor of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts share their success secrets, trends, and lessons learned navigating this ever-changing industry. For more insightful interviews with real estate executives, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Today's podcast features Sean Black of Knock. He is the consummate entrepreneur, and he had a lot of interesting things to say about this new wave of financing alternatives for home buyers and sellers and partnering with brokers um, rather than disrupting the brokerage industry. So he really talked about the transaction revolution that's happening right now. And I certainly see it with all of these new companies offering services to home buyers and sellers through bridge loans and iBuying and um, all different types of financing. So he talks a little bit about some of those in the podcast. So enjoy. This is Tracy Velt, Editorial Director for Real Trends. Today, you'll be listening to an exclusive interview with Sean Black, CEO and founder of Knock.com. Sean is a consummate entrepreneur. He spent time in the early 2000s with Corcoran Group, learning from one of the best in the business, Barbara. He was a founding member of Trulia and the founder of sales analytics company, SalesCrunch. His latest company, Knock, offers financing products and innovative solutions to make it easier to buy and sell a home. So welcome, Sean. Thanks for having me, Tracy. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I want to really start by talking to you a little bit about your your growth. You've been expanding quickly through a lot of different partnerships with agents and brokers. So tell me about your growth strategy now and some of your long-term goals. 
Yeah, thanks for asking. So we've been around six years now, which is hard to believe. Um, we started originally uh, back in 2015, trying to figure out how much of the transaction process we could automate, how much ultimately agents uh, would ultimately be able to or need to or empowered to handle with the customer. Uh, and then about back in 2019, we opened the platform up to any agent. So we had previously had in-house agents that would walk customers through. That helped us figure out what to build and how far we could go to then hand it off to, to an agent that needs to handle all the nuance and the local expertise. Uh, and so in 2019, we felt comfortable opening the platform up to any agent uh, and have seen exponential growth as a result of doing that. We went from five to 65 markets in a little over the last year. And that's from, to your point, partnering with now over 250 brokers in 65 markets. Uh, those 250 brokers have over 100,000 agents who can now offer the knock home swap and um, and very newly the knock go product. Okay, great. Um, so long term, um, you know, what are you looking to do? So, you know, we Jamie and I, to your point, have been at this for a very long time. Jamie and I were on the founding team at Trulia, but before that, he ran Yahoo Real Estate when that was one of the three big portals. And so, you know, we see the uh, the the evolution of real estate going online, having taken this twenty years, is like three revolutions, if you will. Uh, and we think we're in the transaction revolution, which is really giving consumers complete transparency and convenience into the transaction with their agent by their side. There is, in our point of view, no world in which an agent is, isn't necessary, just like you wouldn't defend yourself in a trial without a lawyer. <laughs> and uh, and you probably wouldn't have uh, be your own financial advisor if you went to school for um, you know, I don't know, teaching or uh, or English, for example, I know I couldn't be. Um, so look, we at the end of the day want to empower consumers. The shift to online is inevitable. We now have the largest and fastest growing contingent of home buyers is the digitally native who have grown up with either laptops or phones are used to buying everything, including a car now and having it dropped in their driveway. And so we want to enable consumers with that same power. And while doing that, empower agents to have more leverage to help more consumers without working harder or longer, uh, and maybe once in a while getting a, a vacation where they don't get a phone call on the beach. Yeah. And so you mentioned um, before about having in-house agents. Do you still have in-house agents or are you working mainly with partnerships? Yeah, no, we have none actually. In fact, the okay. agents that we had uh, are now loan advisors and they work with our top um, agent and agent teams because they know the agent side of the business and have become licensed and now are experts and help them get their customers over. So no, we have what's called a knock certified agent program. So if you want to get certified to offer the home swap or not go, which takes about an hour uh, in total, then you become certified and can offer that as a knock certified agent. Most of our customers come from our broker partners, our agent partners. In, in doing so, they keep 100% of their commissions. They keep complete control over their customer, that experience. We're helping digitize a lot of it to automate a lot of the active notifications. Um, and if someone comes to us, because we do direct consumer advertising to support our agent network, if someone, any a consumer comes to us directly, we'll refer them out to one of our NOC certified agents that's local. Okay. And are you considering, um, I know Fly Homes has is an actual brokerage um, offering different products than you, but but similar in that same vein. Um, is that something that you're considering moving to more of a brokerage? No, in fact, that's what we're moving away from. That's a really important right. distinction for agents to understand. I think there's a lot of nuance in the innovation in the space. There's really two kinds 
of innovators. One is the disruptor who's trying to cut the agent out of the transaction. Fly Homes is an example. They are W-2 agents who work in-house. If you work with Fly Homes as a consumer, you have to work with their in-house agent. Same with Zillow Offers, same with Open Door uh, and, and other players in the market. We are agnostic to which agent you choose. We think the consumer ultimately wants to choose the agent that, that they uh, have referred to them, usually by a friend, family member, or neighbor. Uh, and we're agnostic. We want to empower those agents with new solutions that can get consumers through the transaction with more certainty, more convenience, and, and ideally more cost savings. So we have come, we were in the early days, as I said, we had in-house agents, but purely to facilitate building the technology around them to the point at most, I think we had 15 agents, which is nothing in the world, of, uh, as people know, of real estate and brokerage, but that got us far enough to automate a lot of the process and understand how to build around them. Uh, to support them and leverage them. Okay. I want to talk about the kind of this new move to all cash buyers. I've seen an explosion recently of all these companies um, kind of moving to that model, um, you know, or, or building that model, that financing model. So talk to me in general about that trend and why yep. it's so important. This is, we created, again, we started six years ago. A lot of these folks were newer. We started this buy before you sell. And the whole idea was, you know, look at Trulia and, and at Zillow. They ultimately became the Zillow group. We democratized the uh, the process for buyers, which is the largest purchase of the lives, right? Um, and so now, if you think about from now versus 2005, buyers have a lot more information or a lot more control. Agents don't have to handhold buyers and educate them as long as they used to because the consumer has a lot of that power at their fingertips, right? Sellers really didn't benefit from any of that. They, in fact, still pay what we predict is about $100 billion in commissions this year without any more transparency, any more convenience, um, uh, and any more control. And so we think what's happening now is, is the, you know, the transaction revolution that we kicked off was really about how do we get into the transaction in a way that opens it up for consumers. And again, there's two camps uh, or approaches to doing it. One is we are a lender. We are able to give the consumer their new mortgage on their new home at a competitive rate before any other lender, including the big banks or large mortgage companies, because we use data science and technology to figure out uh, and underwrite their old home. The, the alternative is, so we're all, all we're doing is giving you your new mortgage before anybody else would, giving you the equity out of your old home in the form of an interest-free loan to make the down payment on the new home and get out of the old one quickly. Everyone else is buying the new home for the consumer, and that causes a lot of friction. It's double transaction fees. It's a lot of risk that they have to ultimately charge in the form of a discount to the consumer. Um, so I think regardless of the mode, the reason for this technology revolution is, uh, and the sort of quote unquote cash buyers is to relieve the uncertainty from the transaction, right? The, the When you think about, um, and this may be outside of sort of the real estate game, but in a marketplace company, we're sort of all in a marketplace, right? We're all helping buyers and sellers. We are market makers as, as an industry. And in a marketplace, when you're trying to automate it, whether it's a vertical version like eBay or um, you know even Amazon, even Amazon's third-party marketplace, you sort of need to fake liquidity before you can create liquidity. Um, so the, we ultimately became a lender and created liquidity for the consumer in a way that was more cost effective with less friction by giving them the loan before any other lender would, getting them into the new home and then helping them repair and sell their old home for top dollar so they can keep all of the upside in the equity that they earned versus, say, an iBuyer who's just going to buy that house at a discount and they get the upside. So I think you know the, the models are different. The amount of friction and cost to the consumer is very different. We ultimately think that 
the point of the cash offer is to relieve all of the uncertainty and inconvenience in the transaction and do it through providing liquidity and ultimately, and most importantly, through technology that gives people transparency and control over the process. Okay. And, um, you know, what I find is that how do you get over the hurdle of agents understanding and consumers understanding the whole process of becoming cash? You know, I, I mean, I think that it's confusing to a lot of people, the different programs and things like that. Um, you know, how do you get around that hurdle? We do it by making the user experience as simple as possible and partnering with agents to educate them. They are ultimately your independent advisor as a consumer. And so, you know, the good news is that agents have these consumers for, for our first product, Knock Home Swap. It's two thirds of the market that's buying and selling. And they're the ones that are playing the chicken and egg game of, I have all this equity in my home. I don't have, I have to get it out to buy the new home to get the new mortgage. It's a you know, all these people sit on the fence and never execute or, or, or end up transacting because it's just too much uncertainty. Uh, and they don't want to move in with the in-laws or rent an apartment. So at the end of the day, the, the agent is very motivated to find a solution for that consumer to get their dream home quickly and move into a better school district, a better neighborhood. And we empower them with that. So they're very motivated to have a solution to get customers over the fence faster. And I will say, like having the disruptors that I mentioned that are trying to cut the agent out of the transaction is also very motivating. So when uh, an iBuyer comes along and is taking your most prized possession as an agent, which is your listings from you, um, then you're very motivated to you know understand what the new solutions are that you could add uh, for your customers. So two things is, again, just to repeat, we make it dead simple in the app itself to go through the process. We also work closely with agents. We train them. We are there to support them through uh, a transaction the entire time. Okay. So I want to talk about your newest product, Not Go, because I know it's for first-time home buyers um, who kind of have gotten a little bit shut out of the market, but not only because of the multiple offers and the low inventory, but because of just in general, the housing shortage and affordability. So tell me how this solves that problem. Yeah, there's two ways. One, we give a cashback offer to a first-time home buyer. In the previous model, in our in our flagship product, on Home Swap, we're helping people who already have a home buy the new home before they even list their old one. The way I explained, and not go. It's for to your point, everyone else who doesn't have a home to sell, but also isn't very competitive in a market today. Some of our 65 markets consumers have to make full three or four offers before one's accepted. That's obviously demoralizing and discouraging for the consumer, but it's also a lot of work for the agent who has to spend two hours writing an offer and then start all over again. The, the uh, not go effectively is, stands for guaranteed offer. It's the ability to have a cashback offer. We're committing to the buyer and the seller that they're making an offer to, that even if they're not clear to close on the day we promised, we'll come in and fund that property ourselves, still in the customer's name. We'll just figure out the mortgage after the closing happens. We're also actually in in developing this product. Figured out appraisal gap insurance is a big deal. No one's offering the the or addressing the appraisal gap now. Fifteen to twenty percent of all homes are coming in under under the price of the contract, and that means that the consumer has to come out of pocket. Sometimes, you know, on average, I think it's fourteen fifteen grand, or they lose the home. Right? Either the seller needs to come down, the buyer needs to come out of pocket, and a lot of the contracts are getting uh, canceled because of this. So we actually built in an appraisal insurance that. You know, will give you a credit up to three percent, basically your closing costs on the new home to help offset any gap between the contract value and the and the appraised value. So this just all works together to empower agents and their consumers to make 
all cash offers, win the bidding wars, not necessarily even have to ask or offer over asking because they're going to get the deal because they're a sure thing for that seller. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about misconceptions. So what do you think that, um, what are the biggest misconceptions that you think brokers um, and agents have about your company or, or what you have to offer? This goes back to the confusion point. I think there's a lot happening and it's hard to distinguish the models from each other and who's disruptive and who's complementary. So I think probably the biggest misconception is that we're an eye buyer um, and that we're trying to compete with agents when in fact um, we are empowering them, partnering with them and now have over 100,000 who can offer uh, our products to their okay. customers. Um, and who's who do you consider your biggest competition and why? Inertia frankly. Okay. <laughs> so if you think about all of us, as as, uh, as exciting it's been the last couple of years and as much innovation as there's been, we collectively, all the technology companies involved in facilitating the residential real estate transaction represent 1% market share in the entire country, right? So we're just at the beginning of this tectonic shift in how people buy and sell homes. And a lot of it is just education, educating obviously the consumer, which like I said, the youngest generation is now the largest and they're millennials and they get it and they demand it. Um, but also the agent who's helping them through that and helping them feel um, certain and confident about offering solutions that didn't exist a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, and so where's your, your company focus right now? Like, what do you feel like you really want to want to focus on? So the expansion that you talked about. So we went from five to 65 markets in a little over a year. We just uh, launched uh, Portland and the surrounding Washington area last week. That was the 65th. Um, market. We are trying to get across the country and help as many people as possible, uh, work with as many brokers. We're fortunate to have dozens of every franchise and all the large independents as partners. And, and inevitably, the uh, you know the Berkshire Hathaway across the state line will call up and say, hey, I heard you're operating in you know Northern California. Can you come over to Washington to help? Uh, so we're trying to get out to everybody as quickly as possible. And I think our model our model works really well in both kinds of markets. So, you know, the our previous our model pre-COVID to help buyers who are also sellers was 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 getting them, you know, three to five percent discounts because we were effectively an all-cash offer uh, and making a you know a sure thing for in the offer. Now we're just winning bidding wars in this in this market without necessarily having to offer over ask. Um, but you know, ultimately we think the market will change inevitably and the the value prop we have gets even stronger in, in different ways. So we just want to fan out as quickly as possible and give as many agents as we can and their consumers the solution. Okay, great. So do you see any changes in the real estate environment that um, may change the way you operate now or in the future or cause you to add new services? Yeah, look, I think that, you know, the thing that we're doing that's really different is we're building technology solutions for everyone involved, right? So we are the lender, but the Obviously, we're not the broker agent, so we bring what they're doing into the app, and we have a consumer app, and we have an agent app, and we have what we call a Knockstark app, which is our employees. And so we're all collaborating on the transaction. Um, and so I think that the more we can build this, I think I think of it as for agents, I think of it as like the QuickBooks. They can operate their business, regardless of who the customer is and what the product or the solution is that they need within our experience. So to the extent that we can verticalize more of the process that's outside of the app and outside of what you can see... Um, I think that makes sense for us to add. We are, we have been, we had title in the past. We're bringing it back. It's not a secret that First American Financial is a large strategic investor and partner of ours. They have an amazing digital solution called Endpoint that we're integrating into our app so that it's a seamless part of the experience. That's obviously an option. Agents sometimes have their own preferred title, but they're not 
accustomed to these new models and having it baked into the to the platform makes it easy for the consumer and easy for the agent as well. So to the extent that we can make everyone's lives easier and have everything in one place and nobody has to pick up the phone and call anybody, that's that's what we think is an opportunity to add to the to the experience. Um, and you've been in the industry for a long time. So I'm looking not necessarily for your company opportunities, but where do you see the biggest opportunities in the industry for real estate brokers in the next year? In the next year? Look, I think it's, I thought you were going to say something like 10 years, but uh, <laughs> in the next year, I think it's literally educate yourself, embrace change. Look, we saw it in Trulia. We had early on um, you know, Zillow came out before us and they weren't necessarily the agent friendly when they first came out the gates, uh, the most agent friendly we were, um, but we still had a lot of resistance and, you know, change is scary. And I think people resist it, but in fact, I think you should embrace it. And we saw back then, uh, the agents who embraced that change really thrived, not only survived, but thrived. And I think now just figure out what the right solution is for your customers and the ones you feel good about. And there's a huge opportunity to differentiate yourself because I will tell you, there'll be a cohort of agents that always dig in and deny. Uh, and that's an opportunity for you to skate around uh, and come out on the other side with better solutions for clients. Yeah. Um, do you have a 10-year <laughs> opportunities? I do. Look, I think okay. the three revolutions that we've gone through were the 20 years of real estate going online. Every other industry came online much faster. But look, let's face it, this is a very complicated transaction. It's very nuanced. It's, you know, a lot of there's some amount of regulation and, and for good reason. I do think we're at a point now where the foundation has been built for this to exponentially go faster, the adoption. I think COVID helped a lot. I think in 10 years, buying and selling a home looks a lot more like renting one on Airbnb. You're still going to have the, the both sides of the party and the representation, but I just think a lot of it's going to be easier and frictionless and the, the liquidity is going to be there. And look, I mean, you know, when we do a transaction now for someone, the home swap, we have all of their financial records in the app. So if they want to go like refinance or buy another house, we can pre-populate all that gnarly stuff that they have to fill out manually about their house and their in their financial lives, like to me, that's the opportunity to make people's lives easier, to make the single biggest asset more uh, tangible and trackable and uh, and liquid. Yeah, and um, you know, because you said that about all the data, you know, we've had this huge wave of um, you know cyber crime and that um, is that part of your your future, um, really amping that up um, with the cybersecurity. Yeah, it's a great question. We just brought on at the beginning of the year a new board member of Ajaya Kaza, who is the chief security officer and head of engineering for trust and safety for Airbnb. Um, and for that very reason, right? They have that same sense of security between hosts and guests. Obviously, there's a lot of risk to see people staying in other people's homes that are mm-hmm. that are not known. And so we're absolutely aware and cognizant of the security factor in this and having more information about your life, your financial life. Uh, digital. It's, you know, whether it's us or your robo broker <laughs> or your real broker outside from a stock broker's perspective, this stuff is all online. So we're, we take the security very seriously and have started to build uh, DNA internally. We have a huge data science team and um, yeah, we, we take security very seriously. Okay. Um, well, my last question was, what does the future hold for NOC? But we've already talked about that. So what are you most excited about in the future of the real estate industry? Um, change, you know, I just like, we all buy so much stuff on our phone and even now ordering cars. And, um, I just feel like it's going to be really exciting when you can pick up your phone as a consumer and sort of quote unquote, track your package. You can see what's happening, who's supposed to be doing it. If there's anything that you're supposed to be doing, it bubbles up. If there's anything your agent's supposed to be doing, you can see it. 
and it's just all happening and you feel better. Like, you, you know, I think uh, expectations are everything. And I think a lot of the angst that's in the transaction for a consumer is not knowing what the heck is going on. And a lot of the work for the agent is having to constantly call everyone to either find out what's going on or tell the consumer what's going on in the wee hours of the you know nights and weekends. And I think technology is such an opportunity to you know make all of that easier to track and um, and and just have power over. So that's what I'm excited about personally. It's yeah. finally happening. It's interesting because um, you know obviously Wall Street, big tech, they've been trying to disrupt real estate for for good reason. I mean, there's a lot of money um, involved, but they haven't been successful in the past in general, mainly because the products weren't for the consumer. Um, and I feel like, I feel like there's been a more of a move um, to really focus on the consumer rather than just disrupting the agent um, or the process. And have you noticed that? Um, is that what you say is part of that transaction revolution or? Yeah. I also think because it's such a complex transaction, because it's someone's biggest asset and their biggest purchase, there's hesitation of, you know, generations who didn't grow up with everything digital and their phone wired to their face, like my kids do. <laughs> there's like, you know, a natural reluctance uh, to adopt change. And I think of the revolutions that we've gone through from the digital, you know, what I think of it as like the, uh, the digital revolution was the early 2000s when we were literally just took MLS books and put them online, right? Uh, on realer.com and, and newspaper websites. And then the information revolution was what I think what Trulia and Zillow kicked off, which was all of the context around the listing. And then now we're in the in the transaction revolution. So I think they were all step functions to get to where we are. I don't know if it was as much about, the, you know, we at Trulia were building ultimately a consumer experience. Now, this is going to be controversial, but, you know, we ultimately monetize through the industry. So even though we built the user end user experience for buyers, um, us and Zillow and Redfin to some extent, we also monetized through the agent, which does preclude you from doing things that you would otherwise do. Um, but I do think there's a, when the agent is your paying customer, it's challenging. Do you listen to your paying customer or do you listen to the user who's not paying you, <laughs> which is the end consumer? I think we found a really nice balance at Knock where we don't make money from the agent. We make money with the agent and help the agent make money. Uh, and so it's a symbiotic relationship where we're all collaborating and success is all about the customer having a great experience, getting their dream home and doing it without losing a bunch of hair. In yeah. The process, yeah. You know? and, and I guess that's what I mean. It's not that they didn't, it wasn't a consumer facing disruptor. It's just that the focus wasn't necessarily on the consumer. The, the benefit to the company wasn't necessarily on the, about the consumer. Does that make sense as far Absolutely. as Absolutely. Yeah. And the irony of the transaction revolution is by us verticalizing the transaction and breaking it apart and putting it back together, it actually removes a lot of the friction so that the consumer is actually paying less and the agents can work with more consumers because they don't have to do as much work manually anymore. All this sort of redundant stuff that we should just be digitized becomes digitized. And now they, like like the joke I made in the beginning was they can actually have a vacation because a lot of the stuff that they would otherwise have to do manually at night after work is over, <laughs> like entering a listing into the system is just automatically done for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining Real Trending, Sean. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Tracy. I appreciate you having me. Have a great week.
Thank you for listening to Real Trending. To stay up to date on the current trends in the industry, subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.